0: Hey, there are No Labels, No Limits podcast listeners. This week's podcast is a little, a little different. And I know I tell you every week, I'm excited to share our guest with you. But I'm actually excited to share this guest with you for a couple of different reasons. One, because when we met, when we finally met, we looked at each other and couldn't figure out why we were talking. It was kind of like, do you have an agenda? I don't have an agenda. So this is the power of people making connections, whether you're the person making the connection or someone who is being connected because someone else felt you should know somebody else and taking the risk to actually reach out to that person and have a conversation. So for those of you who follow me on LinkedIn, you may know that I am going to be one of Connie Benjamin's upcoming guests on her new podcast, The Fire Within. But how I found Connie was an article that she'd written on LinkedIn about she the heck with perfect. And I thought any woman who would write an article called the heck with perfect is my kind of gal. So I reached out to her. We kind of chatted. I did an interview with her on the podcast. So some of you may have already listened to Connie. If not, go back and listen to her because she's fabulous and funny and engaging. So then she asked me to be on her podcast Shortly after that I get an email from her saying saying introducing me to Rob our guest today saying Sarah please you know meet Rob Rob Lowe and I'm thinking Rob Lowe okay what's that then she goes on to say Rob Lowe who is the host of the Giving Back podcast already she has me because that's kind of our vibe here right how do we connect and give back and how he shines the spotlight on really great charities so she describes the podcast to me and then she tells Rob a similar flip about me, you know, just the basic what I am and who I do that I'd written a best-selling book in 2016, talks a little bit about my podcast and says you both are amazing. That's the that is the whole email, right? Not why we should meet, just here's your introduction. So Rob reaches out and says pleasure to meet you and talks about a true desire to serve others as one of the highest forms of sincere flattery and a great introduction. With that, and with that only being our connection to one another, we set up a time for a Zoom just to get to know each other. Well, that was out in the future about thirty days, and I don't know if any of you l others get so busy in doing what you're doing that you look at something on your calendar and you're going, "I remember setting it up. I hope I left notes about exactly why we're meeting." And no, as which is very uncharacteristic for me. I didn't have any like, what are we talking about? Anything like that. And I thought, well, girl, you're just going to have to show up. So Rob, to his credit, had done more research. He knew more about me than I had on him. And he says, so I did this. Did you do that? I says, nope. And for me, this goes back to Connie's article about the heck with perfect. I'm going, you know what? I'm mortified that I don't know more. I'm not more prepared whatever. And I thought, I'm just going to go with it. Because I could tell by looking at him, I wanted to know more about him because he, you will see when, and I will have pictures of him, but he's just got that kind of engaging face. So at any rate, 10 minutes into this conversation, I knew in my gut why I met Rob. And part of it was to share him with you But the other thing is we found there were so many, from my perspective, intersections and beliefs we shared and just ways of approaching things. And Rob actually has a pretty interesting story about how he came to be a host of this, his particular podcast at that time. So Rob, I know that's a really, really long introduction for you, but for me, it was just a life lesson about you know what? Sometimes when you don't know something, it's okay to say you don't know and still show up and go, I wonder why we are here together and just trust the process. So with that, will you tell people, oh no, I want to say one last thing about you because this, because, and this is funny to me, maybe only to me, but when I read a little bit about you and you had up there what people, you know, what you'll be known for, as you said, On your tombstone, it will say, he made it easy for people to do good. And I'm thinking, okay, not only does this guy know what he's doing, he's actually thought about what they're going to say when he's not here anymore. (laughs) So with that, now I am asking you to please introduce yourself a little bit, and then we'll just dive into having a fun conversation like we did the other day.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. Well, uh, first of all, thank you very much for having me on, Sarah. It's really cool to continue our conversation and to share that with others because it was was really great. And you're absolutely right. Like just going in and not really knowing why we're meeting and not really sure how our worlds inner you know, really overlap in a meaningful way for how one of each any of us either of us were thinking, just kind of suspending those expectations. And you know, moving forward, just being ourselves and just you know, kind of letting it flow was very, very cool. I think you, you gave me a pretty good introduction there. You gave me a pretty good introduction on both. Uh, I guess you know, kind of who I am, or, or at least what I'm doing, and uh, a little bit about my mindset. That tombstone part is actually a little bit more important than than I thought. Right, like having that declaration of what I want to be known for changing it from a past tense to a present tense and simply getting busy right that's the idea of moving forward it's Just simply taking the next step going forward just just keep going and in the world of uncertainty i think it's it's kind of like what my oldest son my older son carson said to me he said dad life is like a video game the harder it is it's the better path you're on, right? That's the right path. When things are getting hard, that's when you know you're on the right path. And I'm like, I get it. And he, expl- you know, he explained it to me. I said, Yeah, I get it. I get it. So a lot of times it does happen and just, you know, ups and downs. Cause once you find your vibe, at least I found for myself, is that once you uncover that, right? Once you once you once you kind of get it and you know where you have your special powers or something very special and unique that only you can add. Um, it doesn't mean that it's gonna be always easy, right? You're gonna you're gonna Not need to all. persevere. <laughs> you're gonna need to persevere. And there's lots of ups and downs and you just go for it anyway, knowing that, you know, you can just stay true to that. That was kind of long. I don't know if that was much of an introduction, but it's there good I enough. Am, right. We're gonna cool. we're gonna yeah, re- exactly. we're to heck with
0: perfect, right? We're just because right. there that is a good introduction and one of the first things i asked you when you know when i when we both had that blank stare like hmm this could be interesting i just said tell me more about your giving back podcast right like how did you even come to that and how your path to that wasn't straight right you were going yeah. in a different direction and i think that's important yeah. for people so will you share some of that and like how all that came about and your sure. own, your challenges to getting there
1: sure Sure. So a few years ago, uh, I think this was 2015, late 2015, I was talking to somebody about doing a podcast and we just kind of liked the idea. And I'd been wanting to do interviews anyway and didn't know the format. And I thought, oh, this is a really good medium. Okay, let's do this. And so we were talking about what areas I might want to do. And the one that I thought would be great is... Uh, platform, building your online platform actually it's not just your online it's your total platform, right? Online happens to be a way for us to connect to many 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 more people, right so in thinking about that, I thought, okay, well, you know here's a here's somebody with a karate niche or gardening or weaving or something with kids or something with travel, and getting to that one thousandth engaged person in your tribe and, you know, hitting that point. It's like, yeah, that really makes a lot of sense. This is kind of cool. And, uh, you know, obviously there's lots. I mean, there's so many niches now. Again, you know, using your online world, right? And thinking about that as, hey, you know, this is how I reach all of these other people. And cumulatively, a very small niche in your neighborhood, you know, can be thousands of people, right? So awesome. So I was getting ready for that, and uh, I thought, huh, this is, this is going to be cool. I'm very excited. I'm very nervous. And the day, that, the day before that we were going to launch, I got uh, Bell's palsy. And so Bell's palsy is this temporary, uh, f- it's generally on your face, temporary facial paralysis and so on my right side, I was talking like this. I looked like this, and I were talking like this, so that was really not going to be that's not just for launching to your podcast. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, you know I had to stop, and as I'm kind of working through it, and you know I'm a pretty persistent guy. So it stopped after like, in two weeks, you could hardly see it in three weeks, you couldn't tell, and it was very fast for me, fortunately. But I also had a chance to reflect on what this show, this platform podcast was going to be. And I thought, okay, so people are going to come on and they're going to say, yeah, I really like doing this, which is very cool. I pursued it. And then I got to know some more people, which was great. And maybe I got to travel a little bit and to go see them and meet with people. And then I developed a product or a service. and then. Voila, I'm making some money. And I thought, oh my gosh, how am I going to do that? How am I going to listen to that recurring theme over and over and over and over again? I just thought, I, I can't do it. I, I just, I can't do it. Like, I can see it. And, you know, it may have been, it may have been a little bit of projecting, Right. But but really, that's the trajectory. And it's a wonderful, And get, I mean, please understand me. It's a wonderful trajectory, okay, for the people who are there and for their tribe. And it's a great thing to hope for. But I didn't think about it as being a great thing to hope for. I thought of it as being like, oh my God, I'm gonna listen to this over and over and it's gonna be the same success story. Well, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, right? It's really not that, bad because if you think about it, why do people go on to listen to entrepreneurs or successful athletes or everything the success is pretty much the same it's going to be money or it's going to be you know getting your picture done or your you know your book published or whatever it is so it's 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 a great story and that's why people listen to it but in that time whatever it was just couldn't I just couldn't bear the thought of that right of week after week of hearing that you just maybe don't want to you. hear people's success stories.
0: Because- well, I, I guess so. I mean, I'm now, I'm
1: thinking, now I'm saying out loud. I'm like, well, maybe I had like some form of jealousy or, like, or something. But I came back, and just in that time, I thought, well, what would really, really mean a lot to me? And that's really what it came down to. I had not really a sense of jealousy at all. I just thought, oh, what would really mean a lot to me? And I gravitated back to um, stories of hometown heroes of community leaders who were just doing awesome things. And I thought, man, I've really always enjoyed that. I've admired them. Maybe in some ways, I'm jealous of them, but I have it in me too to do the same. And if nothing else, maybe I just want to hang out with them, right? Sports stars yeah. or just Cub Scout. Doesn't matter to me. And uh, so we started. We just kind of kicked it off and uh, we've had amazing Amazing guests. I mean, truly phenomenal guests. I mean, they're all doing amazing things, which of course, uh, most of them don't call it amazing things. If if maybe at the most, they say it's important work. Right. You know, it's very, very, um, very humble. And so getting to meet them, getting to talk to them for that hour or two hours, coming back to them, asking more questions, even spending time with them. Either, you know, I've had I've actually had guests here and I've gone to places. And uh, what they're sharing and how they get to that point is just really and truly remarkable. I'm, I, I'm so blessed, you know.
0: So these are sometimes nonprofit people, sometimes just j random people doing things, doing good, doing your tombstone work, if you will, right? Yeah, and so the okay. yeah,
1: and so the difference between tombstone work and okay, so the difference between heroics and heroism right heroics is oh my god burning car go grab the baby right that's that's happenstance and of course i'm not saying that it's coincidence and i'm not saying it's an accident right? although the car may have been an accident uh, you know that's 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 the universe just saying here you know and, it. and it's there for you deal with it what are you going to do well, what i do mean is that like consistent persistent pursuit of something that is meaningful and is purpose and you know that's that that is different for me. That's different. So yes, I have the heroes in that sense who are plugging away and are making that happen. And yeah, it's just it can be a business owner. We've had many business owners on who are doing oh, it's just fantastic. And we've had you know nonprofit uh, leaders co-founders. We've had volunteers. We've had people who are not even, they don't even have a 501c3 yet. And they're doing great work.
0: So give me an example of one of those conversations that shifted you in a powerful way. And I'm sure many of them did, but share with us something that you were surprised or that you went, huh, I never looked at it that way.
1: Ooh, yeah. Okay. So Josh... Josh Combs, Josh Combs, excuse me, Josh Combs, from hashtag Do Something for Nothing. He is an an Englishman who is a uh, he's a stylist. He's a he's a high end stylist, and he also. He lives in London and he's a musician and he's young and he's cheeky and he's irreverent. And one day he decided that instead of throwing coins in the cup for some, um, some rough sleepers, what they call the homeless in, in England, that's what they call um, the homeless. He was going to offer a haircut. And he did that one day. And like what he brought to the table in terms of learning and just simply being present and me not really understanding that, right? Because it's not, part of, it's not part of my world. I have people around me, but like literally decades of not talking to somebody or somebody not really wanting to have a personal conversation. I'm not talking about like, processing for social work or for you know standing in line for chow or something like that but i mean literally somebody is simply there and just fully present for the conversation like that was stunning that it was really stunning and i can see now why he was picked up i mean the guy's been all over the world he was on uh national geographic tv with morgan freeman he's been in a, a movie he's 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 doing things all over the place you know and it was really like Just captivating because in the course of him being fully present and simply giving, oh my gosh, like you could see people's eyes light up and there's a whole different piece and it's beyond the styling that he does. And he does a great job. He even actually told me, he says, you know, actually I do, I spend, I put more into these haircuts than with my clients. He said, I just pour everything into it. Because I know that the difference is going to mean so much more to them in the course of being so present in these conversations. So it shifted things. It shifted things to think about what's going on with somebody and not thinking, oh, actually, as, uh, as Shen said uh, with Garbage Bag Suitcase, and she's a foster care advocate. What she said was really clear. It was really aligned. She said, instead of asking what's wrong with somebody ask what happened to somebody right and it just shifted things like it all kind of flowed through after after josh and it was just wonderful just wonderful anyway I'm glowing about that because i we have a friendship you know we, we've actually he stayed and i've stayed over there and we visited and you know, to see that ongoing presence and to, to know like how much he wants to do and, and just raise the profile so people understand. That's great.
0: Well, I actually, after you and I talked, went and listened to that clip that he did with Morgan Freeman, just his piece of it. And I thought what was really um, profound about what he said was that the, if you take it on, you take on the issue of homelessness, let's say right? It is so overwhelming and so big that people become paralyzed. It's like, okay, I'll give you a buck or whatever, because I can do that little bit. But when he said, I just started looking at one person, one person. So it's just like that story or the parable about walking on the beach and throwing one starfish back and saying, well, there's so many starfish. Yeah, but it made a difference for that one. And mm-hmm. I can do that one. So that, when you were telling me that story, I just, I'm like, I got the chills because I'm thinking it doesn't matter how many, it matters that there's that presence and that one, because who knows what that one goes on to do for somebody else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You've really, you really hit it on the head. It is the one. And that's sometimes it's sometimes when you see the bigger and bigger picture, you, you do get a little bit overwhelmed. And even like, you just want to make a change and it's always coming back to this idea of if is that you own 100% of that interaction with that one person. And that, that person gets to own 100% of the interaction with you. And that's really super important because you can talk about all these, you know, hundreds, thousands, tens of, or millions of people that you save, that you do whatever. And you know what? It's, that, it's the one, one at a freaking time. It's just one at a time. And when you focus on that, when you meet people where they're at, Right. And that's really one of the other keys. It's like, just you got to be right there. You got to meet them where they're at. And that's where like magic happens. That's where the learning starts. And that's where the impact starts on both sides. And it's just incredible. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's the interaction is like this catalyst for energy that just, I think if you have, you know, what's interesting is we're talking about Morgan Freeman. There was another show he has and he's talking about miracles. Okay. And did you and I talk about that? We started to, but then we went down a different trail. Okay. So he said, he said something and he said, there were two things. Number one, he said that, you know, miracles rarely happen. And I looked at my wife, we were watching and I said, yeah, I got to tell you, I respectfully disagree with Mr. Voice of God. Like (laughs) I believe that miracles happen all the time. To every one of us, we are surrounded by them, and that we have. There's really basically three reactions or responses we can we can ignore them, we can resist them, or we can embrace them. And so I believe that they're happening all the time. And I am. We we can embrace them and receive the gifts, right? Because they're really gifts in that experience. And you know, if you the the second piece is that when he talked about science and faith okay science and faith and you know that they're diametrically opposed or they're mutually exclusive and i said well i don't really understand that thinking you know at least not where i'm at right now because in you know for me it's almost like we need to have the science to to prove our faith i don't i don't need the opposite i don't need am i trying to say this like the science is there because we need it in order to say oh yeah there's something behind it it's it's like what we as humans at this stage in our evolution need we didn't need it before right? we could have faith and we could see it now you know like the whole thing about uh what is it like a soul the soul weighs i think it was like two ounces or something like that they did this really weird uh <laughs> experiment or like three ounces and like when pe- at the moment of death they saw like like that it's just like they you know they lost three ounces or something like that so they measured that or like you know when they have um like in ghostbusters when they they have the spectrometer and you could measure energy you know we you can measure energy right and so when I talk about some of these things it's like no it's it's really there it's really present and it's you can measure it from the outside so it's not just oh I feel whatever it's like well, you feel that way, and there's something that corresponds with it. You know, or EKGs, EKGs, cat scans, MRIs. I mean, the things that we see and the abundance and that virtuous cycle. You know, there's so many things that I learned and that have impacted me. So the, the thing I was going to tell you that I didn't tell you before because you had a question that you're not going to tell. I'm going to ask on. you a
0: question I haven't told you.
1: Right, and I got I got something I want to tell you. I just found out that I've spent. $30,000 on the giving back podcast. Okay. It's about 10 grand a year. Okay. So there's different things. There's post-production. I have my, my assistant, I have a website guy, and then there's like hosting and there's just a bunch of different things. And so it ends up being about $30,000 in three years. And it's like, what the freak, man, you can do a lot better things with $30,000 potentially, depending on who you ask. And even me, sometimes I think about that, right? Because that was the first time. And it's one of those things where luckily I didn't know before how much it was going to cost because otherwise I wouldn't have done it. (laughs) So being that being that it's a sunk cost it's already done it's it's like wow so what did i get out of that you know money fame fortune influence you know status like i don't know but i i was on a path before the podcast of really working on myself because i had some serious fucking issues to deal with okay and i got to a certain level and i turned on a dime and went from the pursuit of commercial success in a podcast, which by the way, that's a pretty fabulous idea if anybody's out there, if you want to do it. I mean, because everybody wants to know how to build their tribe and make it something sustainable. Okay. And then saying, okay, this is where my heart's taking me and just taking what I was given Bell's palsy and taking that turn and just following it. It's like accelerated, accelerated my growth I guess. And like turned me on to so many different things that I would never have gone down because there was no reason for me to think about it in a different way. I told, uh, I told my dentist one day, I said, and I just keep learning these things. And if I think about it like six months ago, I'm like, holy crap, I didn't know this. And then if I think about it six months before that, that I didn't know that, I'm like, you know, I'm constantly, I said, man, it must be, I said, well, I must be really pretty. What did I call it? not regress, I must be pretty, um, pretty slow, pretty slow, pretty backwards, you know, that I've, I'm like learning all this stuff and like, I, I must've been really far behind. And she just says, no, it's, it's not about how slow or how simple you are. It's about how expansive the act of giving is. Exactly. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty freaking cool. Right. So, is it like 30,000, is it $10,000 a year of therapy? Uh, you know, what, you know, what exactly is it? I, I don't know. Well,
0: here's, um, let me ask you is, this question. So this goes back to what you were saying about like, okay, now science can measure these things that intuitively or that people have either known just because they've known or had faith in. Right. So then the science can say, Oh, you can say, Oh yeah, now I can prove it. So it must be true right? Or now that I know how much it cost me to do the podcast, I probably should assign some value on what I got out of doing it, right? Versus you don't yet know what value you got out of it. I'm I'm going to say that to you because I don't know. And I'm thinking, yeah, I can tell you what I spent too. And people have asked me, when are you going to, I'm going, I don't know. I don't, that's not why I started it. I didn't start it to generate revenue. I started it as my my own kind of giving back and connecting people who are doing good in the world who just need to be shared with people, right? And honestly, because I want to inspire people who are maybe nervous for stepping out or they go, I want to start a nonprofit. I want to start a business, but I'm waiting for that right moment. And I just want to say there is no right moment. Today is your right moment. There yeah. was no right moment for you and I to meet. If we'd met at some sort of formal mixer, we would not have talked. Yeah. We, we might've said, hi, how you doing? My name's Sarah. You know, But I don't think I would have paused and gotten centered enough to go, be curious. Like, why are we here? There's a reason we're here. And I really do believe that. I don't think it's happenstance that people come into our lives. I think when you were talking about miracles all the time happening, in addition to the three things, I think we can doubt what we perceive, right? We can dismiss it, but we could also go, nah, can't be that, right? Instead of going, Wow, thanks man. That was a great one. You know, and when you start looking at people who show up in your life, I go I told two people at night they said how was your day? I says it was really it was one of those days you ever have those days nothing flows, right? You had it organized from the beginning, I had to do this and this and this. And I'm thinking this day felt like a slog up a hill. I said I had these things I wanted to get done. I mentally I was there. I said the one thing I got done that was so great was I met this guy who I thought we were going to spend a little bit of time talking, but it really shifted my thinking. That was the purpose of that day because the next day i you know I mean it was just one of the we don't know Rob, we don't know and and then I went out and and watched Josh's video, right so I mean there's just those little connections, mm-hmm. and as we talked about the when we talked about books and things that inspire us, we ended up. Sharing many of the same things there. I realized I have two questions I'm going to ask you. One is going to be towards the end, but the question I wanted to ask you was to share with us a little about Hopo ono. Oh. Because you asked me, you said to me, you look like someone who meditates, and I wasn't sure how to take it. I'm going, well, sometimes I do. Sometimes it's
1: well. <laughs> yeah. Ho'oponopono. Pono. It's new, to, new in my life. I have a, so I started, I started meditating. A while ago and like putting time into it. And I was talking to a friend of mine, uh Swami, who is a SWAMI, and I was like, Man, how do you hit that zero state and all this? And he started laughing. He's like, you know, that's kind of bullshit. <laughs> he said, <laughs> the people who tell you about zeros, about about being blank, is like those people have something to sell you. He said, it's not that. There's all different ways to, you know, like you focus on breathing, you might focus on a thought or a feeling. It, it's not just about going freaking blank. And so I'm like, okay, that sounds, it sounds okay. And I can work on my breathing, which I like because I use a um, form of breathing. It's called 478. 478- breathing to just kind of center myself sometimes when things are going on. That's you in, in, inhale for a count of four, you hold it for a count of seven, and then you exhale for a count of eight. That's the four, seven, eight. And it's really helpful. It really does help quite a bit, but that's different, it's different from meditating. So I'd heard about Ho'oponopono, uh, which is a very, it's a very old Hawaiian method for mediation. It actually was kind of mediation, but it's not just mediation. It's like really reconciling wrong. And it starts with forgiveness, right? And it used to be that you had to have a kahuna, uh, a a leader, and everybody had to be there. And the kahuna was there to mediate you know, in case like, you know, emotions ran high and whatever, because this is, after all, there's something going on. Anyway, so there's a newer method um, that came up in 1980 with Menorah uh, Simeon. Yeah, Menorah, Menorah, I think it's Menorah Simeon. And it was um, self-identity through Ho'oponopono. And it's really thinking about yourself and about cleansing and thinking about memories as being the problems and everything around you, you have created, right? Which it's really, it's like, as much as we want to be accountable, it's hard to look (laughs) at beyond what we directly impact, right? So if you come to me and you've got whatever going on and, and I'm feeling that it's like, so I want to cleanse me. I want to cleanse, 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 cleanse as Dr. Um, Ihaliakula uh, Lu Shen says, cleanse, cleanse, cleanse. And what is it? I want to cleanse myself of the memories and the problems. And I want to reach, it's not reach a higher level of consciousness. It's simply take pulling away all these layers until I get to the point where I can receive. So the intuition that you were talking about, right? People come into your life, the ripple effect. These are part of what's really transcendent in all of us, what's godlike in all of us, right? So you you do have to believe that we are ourselves manifestations of our creator, of that highest good, whatever you call it, right? God, Jehovah, Allah, it does whatever you want to call it. Label it what you want. Label it. You, you know, you're responsible for the for the label. I'm just telling you, you know, you can put it in here and anyway. So the the fundamental belief is is that, you know, when we are a blank slate in these bodies, right, with all of our knowledge, but we're a blank slate to receive, right? Again, receive these miracles. It'll guide us. We don't, so in order to do that, we have to remove. And Ho'oponopono and the modern version is really clear. It starts with forgiveness. I'm sorry, right? For whatever I have brought, including just my thoughts, all of it, I'm sorry, please forgive me, all right? That's humility. And then thank you, that's gratitude. Thank you for what? Thank you, who are you saying it to? You're saying it to yourself, you're saying it to to the divine, and I love you, right? Transmutation transmutation of the problem so dr dr shun had he's really super famous in in terms of pushing out ho'oponopono into the relative mainstream he was assigned after he had worked uh, he had been working with uh, with menorah for some years and he was he's a psychologist he's a he has a doctorate and he was assigned to the criminally insane institution in hawaii and (laughs) It was really weird. I mean, this is a place where it had massive, massive turnover, a lot of violence. Everybody was shackled up. I mean, really. And I mean, it was super serious. It was a criminally insane, you know, nobody could go anything. And this fella comes in and he says, okay, this is my room and I need to have some time alone. And that's my time. He literally never saw any of them like one-on-one in a therapy session. And yet, after about three to six months, they started seeing a change, and they started seeing more and more of a change. And the facts that he lines out, that he outlines for people, is like he's like, "Look, this is how it was when we started. This is how it was when we ended." Which essentially they ended, they closed it. Right? There were a they couple. They closed the facility. There. They closed the facility, and in the meantime, violence went like down, like. Whew, way down. Like it was really only new people who were still struggling with things. Staff turnover was like almost zero. People were now allowed to go outside on their own. They had no shackles at all anymore. Okay. So they went, that's how he came in. That's how he left. And in the meantime, in the meantime, all this brother did was he looked at their files and he said over and over again. I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. And he did that every day over everyone in the population. And by cleaning himself, right? By taking complete responsibility and by cleaning himself, he cleaned and clarified and transmuted that entire energy around that. So, you know, pretty trippy stuff. What I know for me is that when uh, when Swami, you know, again, that's the guy who I talked about with the meditation. When Swami and I were facing a pretty rough situation with a third party, he said, "I'm I'm going to send this person, you know, my prayers for the person who was actually doing some harm, right? But that's how expansive his love is, right? I'm going to send some to to the aggrieved. I'm going to send some to the person who's doing the hurting because they must be hurting themselves and then i said you know i will meditate i will ho'oponopono on this and cleanse myself and i i wanted it to be a more active part i didn't want to just send up prayers right i wanted to take an active part which i think is wonderful and that's pono, and it's probably wrong and if you know if the ancestors come down and smite me down because i said it so poorly i'm sorry but i said it with you know as best as best as i can and as best as i understand it
0: well um, heck with perfect come on you know at least you're talking it so yeah.
1: So it's a really great practice for me. And I do it, I I try to do it at least once a day. And I did notice I had an argument with somebody very close to me, very, very close to me. I won't even say who it was. And I looked at at this person. See, I won't even say the gender. I looked at this person and I knew what we were going into. And I knew that um, this person had some really super strong feelings that were really deep actually. And they were towards me. And I looked at... At them and i was thinking listening as best i could and also thinking i love you i love you i love you and it made it lighter on me and we ended up having a pretty strong conversation and so i don't know hey man again i'll take what works and Whew, it, it helps a lot. I now I'm like walking down at work and I'm like walking down the hallways and I'm seeing people just saying, I love you. I love you. You know, and it's kind of weird, but it's a great way to set my day. It's and a don't great you feel way. better? I feel better and I do feel like my my energy is totally different. It really is. You know, there's a there's a guy, um, Ken Dyke Deich, uh, I think it's Kent Dykewald. He's out here in the San Francisco Bay Area. He's a real expert on aging. And not just aging Oh, how do you get old. I mean, like aging and like, you know, what that can be used for. I think he and Mark Friedman from, the on, from Encore.org, uh, were, they know each other. And I met a woman who... I met a woman who knows Ken and she told me that the one question that you can ask that will really take a pulse on how the day will be uh, for a company is you ask people, what's your energy level on a scale? I think it's either, it's the Likert scale. It's either zero to, it's either like one to five or it's one to 10. I, I forget what it is, but it's one of those two. And you know, energy level, like how people feel their energy is really, really a big deal. So anyway.
0: It is a big deal. You know, it is so a I, big
1: deal. Yeah. So I'm not really a really good person in terms of like being empathetic and really being able to like read their emotions and all this stuff. Right. I'm I'm really that's a real challenge for me. But what I did find is I'm pretty good at reading people's energy levels, right? So like you have quiet people, and this is one of the things that there's a difference between us. And I, I've listened to your podcast and, and spoken with you and and I'm like, you know, I'm watching you and so our personalities are different, right? A little bit. But our, there's this grounding that you bring that doesn't mean that your energy isn't high. Your energy is, for, actually, I find that your energy is quite high. It's just, it's just directed and then expressed in a different way from mine. And so if I'm like paying attention, I can see that. And so I don't have to bring my energy out, my external energy down to match it it's just i can match it the same way and appreciate like the grounding that you give like when you have a smaller smile and a nod and just like i'm like oh she really is with me right i don't have to worry about like oh i have to attenuate mine right i can even be more mine and you can be more yours right and that's that upward cycle it's like abundance it's like abundance right so there's this book um, by Adam Grant called Give and Take and it talks about oh, That's a, a about,
0: great book. Uh, isn't it a great oh, book?
1: My God. Yeah. yeah, it's a great it's a great book and it and it's like why are some of them successful and that's kind of the that's kind of the key. So it's not just about how hey, you know, they're very, you know, they're doing it to do it. Okay? There's lots of people who do that. The other piece is like so are they getting screwed when they do it because they're just getting taken advantage of and you know, a simple fact, we have uh, 1,440 minutes a di- in a day. And so you don't want to blow all your effort towards something that's like is down a dark hole. And it doesn't mean the person's bad, although they can be jerks. It just means that, hey, you know, it's, you're not getting where you want to go or where you want to put your energy, right? So the idea is that you put it forth and you take the initiate, you initiate, and then what comes, comes. And I have to tell you, in As much as we all want to believe that, sometimes it can be kind of hard to practice that. At least I have found. Okay. And I'm challenged by that like all the time. I'm talking about money. I'm talking about time. I'm talking about whatever. The whole thing. Like You're saying it's a
0: challenge to take what comes?
1: No, it's it's a challenge for me to like go out and like practically give so much like what beyond what I'm comfortable with. Right. Okay. I beyond what I'm comfortable with. You know, hey, here's a dollar. That's fine. You know, here's a whatever. It's like. But, you know, am I going to go out there and, like, you know, prepare and have, like, you know, like, Pete's cards for $5 and give those out? And then, like, you know, when somebody has, need, am I going to do, you know, it's just, it's it's kind of hard. Well, what's happened is, like, I am, uh, by giving away some pieces that I'm comfortable or stretching my comfort zone on, I've, and without, like, any expectation, right? I've, like, seen this cascade of, like, oh, my God, I'm, like... And I'm. What am I getting? Or who am I meeting? Or holy shit! What's this opportunity I'm given? And I'm like, well, you know what? It just seems to me like if I just kind of think back, that giving without any expectation and really giving. And it's just like all this stuff is coming because of that. It could have been a while ago. I mean, I can't trace it. It's not like a candy machine, right? <laughs> I so put I it in my quarter, right? I can't trace it back to it. Oh, it was because I helped that old lady go across the street. And it, I, I can't. I can't even say that. But just a cumulative. I'm like, wow, it really is. You know, happening here. So it's you know, we look for evidence and we look for what happens as a result. And I don't know. Like it's just like Ho'oponopono. For me, it's the same thing. It's, it's really based on the energy. It, it's the energy that you're putting out and you know the, the joy, and it's, it's, it's expressed in different ways, right? But- Here's
0: a question for you. You're walking down the hall at work, right? So when you think about the energy, because I totally relate to that and being able to feel it, maybe not label it as well as you as that's what's going on, but just go, "This is not a good environment at this time, for me. It might be good for other people. They're like happy being in that mental space. It's just a little too dark or pessimistic, let's say. What do you do with that?
1: Yeah. So I will sometimes, okay, so the, so I have a choice, right? It all, it all is about choice. Okay. Absolutely. It all about choice. So sometimes when I see that environment, I can listen to it and say, I'm just simply going to remove myself if I can. And I will. I'll just simply go away and I'll do it as best I can, as diplomatic as I can, say, oh, you know, I have this, I'm leaving to do something. Sometimes I won't say anything at all. Sometimes if I have to stay there right now, honestly, I just sit there and go as best as I can thinking either... (laughs) I'm glad I'm not as miserable a bastard as that person is, <laughs> honestly, sometimes I think that i'm like, man, that must be one miserable son of a bitch to be to be like talking and thinking like that. I am glad you know I'm not sometimes I think I do think about like, hey, you know like everybody has problems that we don't see everybody's battling something you know everybody has junk and I just say, you know what, just be you know do my best to show up with love and kindness, really, and love and kindness. It's like, hey, you know what? I don't know what this person what's going on in this person's life. Right. And coming back to what Shen said, right? And it's really about like false kids but it can be forever. It's like, hey, you know what? Just before you go saying what's wrong with what's wrong with them, just say, maybe ask what's what's happened, you know, to them. So I do that. And I guess the other piece is, yeah, you know, it can be rough and just thinking doing my best to be put aside my feelings, right? There's this awesome book by, I think it's Steven Singer. It's got a horse on it. I can't remember what it's called now. And he talks about like these emotions and I see them as moving past them, right? So Ho'oponopono is kind of cool because it's like talking about removing them. Like actually, so you throw a file away in a disc and then you, then, then, then they're away in the garbage can, but then you have to, consciously say remove right remove empty the trash empty the trash so it's not that they're separate but like the idea that there's i'm walking down a hallway right a hallway and there's a big boulder and there's just enough room for me to get over it around on the side and that's it that's the only room i got so it's like that's how some emotions in different situations can be for me, where it's really hard for me to get past that. Well, you know what? If I take the time and I recognize it for what it is, it gets a little smaller, right? It gets a little smaller and gets to the point where I can walk past it without, you know, just with moving to the side, or I can just walk by and just like go around and and I'm back. And so with practice, recognizing the emotions, it does make them more manageable. I don't say they're necessarily smaller, but where they shrink to, and then the idea of like cleansing that all together and say, hey, you know, you're here and I'm just gonna put you out of the, out of the picture. And, you know, you can remove them, but I think, the, I think the thing is that like experiences, they can come up again, right? So you remove them in their state, understanding that bad emotions or negative emotions or whatever you wanna call them can come back up again because we're human. And that's part of the, I think, I personally think that's part of the beauty of it. Right, that's part of the beauty of it is that, hey, you know, we're struggling to live in shit. Like right now, I tell my wife sometimes, and she's like so patient with this because she's so different. Our, the way that we communicate and and some of the things, I mean, most things that we value are very, but some of the things, she's like, "What are you freaking doing?" You know, she's <laughs> like, "Holy crap, you are freaking off the deep end." And at the same time, she she bears witness to the difference that all of us feel. Me first, and then all of them feeling the kids and everything. She's like, Oh, this is whatever you're doing, keep doing it. So she's like, You know, like going this deep, it's like, Why are you going this deep? And she, and I'm like, You know, it's because it's really, really hard for me to peel back all these freaking layers of whatever you want dust and grime and grit and whatever on it, grit in a bad way, I mean, and like understanding that. But as I do it, it gets a little bit easier, and I think I'm a shinier, brighter penny underneath this, and I I get bigger. It's actually not peeling it away to the small core. It's actually as I peel it, peel the stuff away, I get bigger, right? Like my who so I you am? know what
0: a polishing cloth is, right? Do you have okay. you ever used a polishing cloth on metal or any? Oh, it makes it shiny, right? So it is. It's like it's. It peels to the sense that it actually refines and lifts up the brightness that's there all the time. It's just been covered over by junk. Right, right. And when I look at you, you look very bright and shiny. And that's how I relate to people. I'm going, they're really bright. Okay, they... So that's a weird, (laughs) you're using language. I'm going, no, I get it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's a really important piece, right? So, the the thing is that the fact that there's a struggle and the fact that we're human is actually more beautiful because it takes work and it takes effort. And, you know, I've been, I went through, Just so much, and then the show, and I'm still going through it, and I'm like learning and learning. And I'm like, Oh my god, this will this ever get you know, will this ever will I ever get there? It's like, No, no, you won't get there. And that's kind of the joy and the beauty of it is that like we have so much more that we can do, and like it's okay that it's going to be a lot of work, it can be joyful work, it's worth the effort because I am worth the effort, and the people around me are worth it. And for me, honestly, it is really this idea that. It's the fact that we're human and the fact that we're hard, it's hard work, you know, it doesn't mean that it's not worth it. it. Doesn't mean that it's, that it can't be joyful also, because if you pick it up you're like, oh my God, that's awesome. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like this, like, so my younger son is uh, looking at different colleges and he got into one college, which is like a super duper college. I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. And then, you know, when we looked at the scholarship money, it, it's, it's just incredible how much a school costs. And it's like, it's going to cost $75,000 a year for four years. And he was just like, oh my God, you know, because he's not one of these kids who says, yeah, mommy and daddy are going to buy. I mean, he understands the impact and I appreciate that very much. And, you know, we came back together and, you know, my wife was kind of like, oh my God, you know what we're we going to do? And I'm sitting there beaming and bubbling and they're like, what is wrong? With you? I said, guys... You know, 24 hours ago, this kid, we didn't have this opportunity. I said, This is awesome. This is just amazing. I said, so yeah, so there are some things to consider here. But the biggest thing to consider and to celebrate is holy crap, he got into this amazing school. I said, guys, focus on that first. Focus on that always and see what'll what'll happen. So I don't know. Bright-shinny, bright I don't know. Some people, uh, a, a guy I work with calls me Pollyanna. And then one day he said, you know, man, I got to say, <laughs> your shit works. <laughs> he said, you know, it freaking works. He said, and, and it wasn't just about the Pollyanna, it was also about the work itself and the way to approach work and different people and, you know, and he was there because he, he works very closely and he just says, man, your shit actually freaking works. He said, I got to give you credit man said so it works i don't know whatever right
0: so uh. as we start because i could i could actually just talk to you for hours but i'm not going to at least at this particular time when one of the things you told me when i at the part way to our call or our, our introduction. Um, is you. I said, you know what, I really want to share you with my listeners because I think your energy, but your thought process, your story is relevant to people. And also to folks who are just, it works, right? That whole piece of you've got to start, it's worth it. I mean, honestly, once you're clear about why you're even doing something, it doesn't matter if it changes, but you've got to trust that that's the thing you're getting up to do, right? You can't keep putting all this, well, it I mean, like you said, if someone had told you it's going to run you about 10 grand a year to do your podcast, would you have changed it? Maybe. You might not be where you are today. So with that said, one of the things she told me is she said, "Um, yeah, I got to show you something first before I will agree to be on your podcast. And if you don't say yes to this, I'm not going to be on. So in my head, so for listeners, I'm thinking, okay, I'm not sure what he's going to show me. We're on a Zoom call so I can see, you know, we're actually looking at each other. I'm thinking. All right, what is he going to show me that would be so objectionable that my gut who's telling me he's a great guest is wrong right that's where I went it's like okay i'm I'm usually not that far off the mark, not that I'm not off the mark, but i'm it's rare, so then you go and you look, and what you show me are two pictures of you and your wife, right
1: yeah yeah,
0: so but that was so important for you that we used one I said I'm going to use both because I know how to use them both in a different way but Tell me why that was so important, why that was your um, non-negotiable.
1: So um, I think, so the picture of, with the glacier behind us, the look in her eyes and the smile on her face, in that moment, that was clearly me being the best version of myself. And even if I'm not like that all the time, that I had a part in that big happy smile and that incredibly joyful moment together. That you can't even you can you can see me from the side. You know, it's the the, the picture really is it's it's her face on. It's it's her face on. But I think that that picture is like it's really important to me because it really is, in that moment, it's really the best version of ourselves. And, and I'll tell you, part of the reason that that's such an important uh, picture and moment is that we had been going through some marriage, relationships, ups and downs. And so we had been going through some kind of a bit of a rough, rough, rocky patch, you know? And um, I guess, you know, when I see that, it's just to be able to show without even showing me is maybe even reminding me of the type of impact that I can have and that we can have simply and why it's so important to focus on on me not in a selfish way but I mean really it's what do they say you know if you want to change you know if you want to change the world you change yourself right focus on exactly what it is that would be the best version of yourself in any situation right think about the hard ones you brought up you know we walk into a place and they're all like being a bunch of grumble bunnies or whatever and like how would you really want to show up and thinking about somebody who's down on his or her luck and how would you how would you embrace that person right? Would you give them a hand up or will you walk beside them? Will you talk shit behind them later on about them and their circumstances, right? I mean, think about that and like really paint that picture, the piece that you aspire to work towards that, you know, work towards that. And people, you know, don't do it for, I'm not doing it for my wife, Okay. I'm not doing it for my kids or for my mom or for my neighbors or anybody else. You know, I'm not even doing it for God. Okay. I'm doing it for me because I know that when I show up in the best, the very best version of who I am, I know that they, it's not that they will give something back. It's just that they will benefit from that. I mean, but you raised
0: everybody by doing that. The energy, everything changes by those little micro
1: yeah. changes. And the micro is just is me. And it's mm-hmm. everything that I do. Every and it's, you know, it comes back down to it. I mean, it really, it is a lot of work for me. You know, people ask me why am I thinking about it like that? My daughter, we, my daughter and I talked about that. And I just was just laughing. And I said, But you notice it. She says, Oh yeah. And I said, That's cool. And I said, I'm not doing it for you. I love the fact that you are feeling that and love the fact that we're closer, much, much closer than we were. And we were pretty close before. We're very, very close. And I love that. And I love that your brother is like talking to me about different things and your other brother is this and your mom is like that. And I said, and you know what? I'm really doing it all for me because I want, I choose to do the very best I can for me simply because it's right and simply because I can. And, you know, everybody, you're right. It's what you said. Everybody else is lifted by that, right? You are the tide. You know, you are the tide that lifts all boats, or you can be. Mm-hmm. You can also be the ebbing tide that pulls everybody down. And you I think- You can
0: choose.
1: Yeah. And you, and you can choose. And I think that's, that's kind of the point of um, Ho'oponopono, Actually, come to think of it, that's probably the best analogy I've thought of. It's like, you know, if thinking of yourself of being that tide, right? And as you cleanse, right, as you forgive, as you um, prostrate, as you, as you prostrate, excuse me, prostrate, prostrate, you know, as you're just humble and you're thankful, and as you love, your tide goes up. It's not that it goes down, it goes, it goes up, you're lifting. And as you lift, all others are lifted with you. And I think that's like, it's, it, yeah, it's really, it can be really hard work and it's really joyful. And the hard thing is when you get these setbacks and you're like, shit, man, did I just freaking do that? I'm like, that is not like, come on. And like even forgiving yourself, yeah, right? Forgiving yourself is really important. I just want to, I want to leave, I want to leave you with something. I, I know we're, we're, we've been talking, I can, Keep talking. You know, I can't wait till we get together and have some wine or some beer or some drinks or something. And I want to leave you with something. And because you had a question here, and there's so many different people who've helped in, in my life just recently and and longer than that, and I have all these people written down, but I want to tell you about um, somebody um, very very special to me. His name is Steve Stone, uh, Pastor Steve Stone, and he and. I'm blanking on his name. He was a lay iman. Um, and they were the subject of a Starbucks Starbucks video. They were the change agents video. And it was a story about uh, MIC, the Muslim Islamic uh, Center, and Song Church. And this is just incredible story of being neighbors and kinship and fellowship. Well, I had the um, great pleasure and honor of just chatting with Steve and one of the things that i had raised because i was having a hard time understanding this is is when we were talking about homosexuality and his church and the fact that he at that time i think it still stands that he could not preside over same-sex marriages and it was really counter and the church welcomes people but at the same time you know they don't recognize that, that that his affiliation doesn't recognize that and so as we were talking about that I got into a little bit deeper, like, well, how do you reconcile certain things that are in the Bible and certain things that are really kind of counter to the idea of God is love, right? Jesus taught love. Mm-hmm. Jesus showed us love. And, and he made it really freaking clear. He said, you know, Rob, when I, go, when I go to my creator, I would rather have him look at me and say, you were a little liberal on that homosexuality thing. I'd rather have him say that than look at me and say, you kept some of my children from me. And I was stunned by that. He said, And he said, so always, always err on the side of love and kindness. And I sign off my shows that way, the, the insight shows that way, for a really important reason is that when I heard that, you know, of all the things I heard and all the great knowledge that's been shared with me. And, you know, I, I look at that and just in that moment, I knew that I could move in that direction and be ready to stake my eternal soul or my spirit or my forever on that action as a human being. Just thinking, you know, if, if when push comes to shove, I choose love and kindness, right? And so that's, uh, that's a big part of uncovering the best part of me, right? Which I find, honestly, in our guests as being really some of the best examples of human kindness uh, that I've ever seen. And, you know, it is service. So start, start with yourself first to reach that potential, I would say, because all the other stuff is mechanics, right it's the how to it's the recipe that's that you can pick up but you'll do it better when you start with you and make a better you right
0: rob i couldn't even think of a better way to end our com- uh, this particular conversation i do not believe it will be our last conversation so thanks thanks for hanging in there with that those oddball tech difficulties we had so hopefully I hope you have a great day. I have grown just from these two conversations. I feel good. (laughs) I'm happy. But I also, as I was driving over the mountains yesterday and I'm listening to the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu, I'm going, hey, Rob, how do you like it here? We've got the book on audio now. So just know we are connected in some interesting ways. And I don't really care what that is. I know it'll reveal itself over time. So all the best to you. And everything you're doing, you know how to reach me. I'll see you on the airwaves. And thanks so much. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the No Labels, No Limits podcast. We hope you liked what you heard. And if you did, we ask that you go over to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. If you know someone who would enjoy this podcast, please be sure to share. And until next time, have a great week living a no-labels, no-limits, and no-excuses life.